Hello and welcome to 20 somethings. I'm Tati. I'm Brittany. And welcome back to another episode. We are on episode number nine. One more until we reach our 10th episode. Double digits. Thanks for coming along on the ride and let's get into another episode. Okay, so this week we are tuning in from two different locations. Tati is all the way on the opposite side of the country. Yes, ma'am. She's in California. I'm in Georgia. Mm-hmm. And we are doing a little Zoom version, so that's fun. Any exciting things to update from your, your what, how long have you been there now? A week? Two? Uh, two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks from today, actually. Um, no, nothing too crazy. It's been so gloomy out. It's actually sunny right now, but apparently in San Diego... It's May gray and then June gloom, so it's supposed to, it like gets really cloudy and is gray outside, which I'm not excited about because I was expecting it to be sunny and like super fun. sunny and nice. Yeah, like yeah. A typical. So it's kind of disappointing. Yeah. yeah, it's cold. Like it's been cold, and I only brought warm clothes, yeah. so I've been having to be like inside. But it's sunny right now, and I think it's supposed to get a little bit nicer out. But that's yeah, like one thing I mean, I gloomy weather. Yeah, I forgot that. Like, uh, or I didn't realize that San Diego was like this. I, for some reason, I thought San Diego was super warm. But I know when I went to San Francisco, it was so cold, and I went during the summertime, mm-hmm. and it was like seventy degrees. That's not that cold, but so, I mean, it was it's like cold. seventy I mean, degrees yeah, and like it's windy. Like colder than compared to Georgia at that time of year, like for the whole summer, June yeah. and July, it was that cold. So. I definitely see where you're coming from, and you're kind of close, aren't you? Isn't San Diego close? No, San Diego. Like, geography is showing. San Diego <laughs> oh is God, like six hours know. south of San Francisco, so it's okay. like I'm. But it's been cold, and it sucks, and it's been gloomy because I definitely need a lot of sunshine. And right when I was leaving Georgia, it was starting to get really warm, and it's just been sunny all the time. And now I come here, and it's been kind of gloomy, so it's like not the best. So it's like kind of sad. Yeah. It's been putting me in, like, a little bit of a rut. It almost feels like seasonal depression, but... Um, yeah, all over again. <laughs> yeah, but hopefully it'll get nice soon, so then it'll be fine. But other than that, no updates. What about yeah. you? Hopefully it'll be warmer. It's about time. And at least if it's not warmer there, when you get back, you'll have a burning, scorching hot Ugh, Georgia to yeah. welcome you home. No, in- <laughs> you no, won't even probably no miss nice in-between. Just complete. Yeah, right. No, nothing crazy. One thing fun that I did this weekend was I knew that my Saturday was free until like the nighttime. So I planned myself like a like a solo date mm-hmm. and I went to the park and brought like all this stuff. Like I bought a cooler and I like packed it with all this like food. And um, have you ever seen those like outdoor cookers? on like TikTok or whatever no. where they'll be like out in the elements and they're like oh yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah I like was trying to do like one of those so like, I, like what <laughs> like cook a steak in Piedmont Park yes. or some shit <laughs> I was at this yeah I was at this mountain and I like brought a propane grilled stove and like oh set my it god and like I grilled and like whipped I actually didn't grill I made pasta I made the Gigi Hadid pasta but I was like oh, garlic and onions and like mixing tomato paste did you feel like you were cream. in the wilderness yes I did I loved it and I chilled and it was a good time. I got myself cupcakes for like a little dessert, oh, and yeah, so it was nice. it was a vibe. I was like, dang, I need to do this more often. So like, I want to look into like a camper, like a little mm-hmm. kayak or something, so I can like do more camping trip. A type kayak vibe thing. You can get inflatable kayaks and take them out um, 
that would be really fun. You were saying when we went camping, you were saying how you wanted to get a camper or something and yeah, just drive. I still want one. I was just thinking, I'm like, maybe I could either get it, like, just use my car as, like, a camper and, like, fix it up or whatever, mm -hmm. because campers are obviously, like, 20k, like, crazy. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not about to spend that much money on a camper right now, but I think it would be cool to do, like, I've been looking on Craigslist, and I see, like, these smaller ones that are under 10, uh, 10 it, like, they're actually reasonably priced, like, I've seen some for like two thousand. It's like a price of a kind of cheap car. Mm -hmm. So I I was like, ooh, what if I saved up for this? And like, it's one of those ones that you connect to the back of your um. Oh yeah, like you put yeah. it on a hitch. It's just like a small one or whatever. And some mm -hmm. of them have like sinks and stuff in them. So I've been like looking into them. Ooh, like, that would be nice. Ooh. Yeah, I'm like that'd be kind of cool. I'd be scared to be in there by myself, but maybe if I like got some security features or if I like I, just used yeah. it with my friends or something. I think if you got some security shit, <laughs> because that's how I felt when we when we went camping and it was just us two. I did not sleep that whole time because I was. But like, we were with just... so many people. Yeah, no, I mean there were so many people around us. Like we weren't necessarily yeah. with people, but there were people <laughs> around us. Like it shouldn't have been scary, but it was scary because I was just like there's just us two girls and it was like windy and we were drunk and then there was that one old man by himself next to us and I was just like yeah. he's gonna come and attack us and I had my yeah. um Swiss army knife like on 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 go on go ready to attack if I needed to but I think yeah. if you got if you got security stuff it, you would probably be fine yeah, like some crazy lock or whatever. And if or you like bring Riley lights. or something, I don't know if you would bring her. Yeah. But if you did bring her, then like that's another protection, you know? Yeah, we'll figure it out. I'm gonna I'm making my camper plans right now, getting prepared for summer. Ooh, it's gonna be insane. Be also, festival season coming back. I got tickets for Firefly Music Yay. Festival. That's That'll exciting. be exciting. Yeah, and then uh, yeah. Are you still going to Imagine or no? I haven't bought tickets yet, but I want to. Okay. I got a message on Friday that it's like they're they're 75% sold out or whatever. Oh, shit, Something really? Like, like, yeah. I don't have money to buy tickets right now, but I'm sure someone, if they do sell out, someone will probably sell their tickets because they're just, oh, yeah. uh, they're, people are not going to be able to go at the last minute. But I do want to go to that. Um, I just don't have yep. the money right now to buy festival tickets, and they're all coming out at one time, and they're all like $300 each, and it's just way too much. The, the upside, though, is that like there's a lot of layaway plans, like, yeah, but There's I don't have some a that job. I've seen that like are like $10. Huh? Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. But at least it gives you like some time. You have like two true. weeks in between to like figure it out. It's a little better. Because if they didn't have, that's what I'm doing for like a lot of them. Or actually all the ones I think I'm going to, I'm doing layaway. Because I'm like, mm -hmm. why pay it all up front when I can just pay it over time? Yeah, and... that's true. Layaway is very helpful. Yeah. But, you know, I'm excited nonetheless. I think we've had a very long, uh, week week update <laughs> yeah we can get so, into our main topic if we want yeah which is books and books. this topic was um kind of inspired by um emma chamberlain's for me like that's the reason i suggested it because i saw she like did a podcast about books and i didn't even really listen to it but she also talks about them a lot in her youtube videos and i obviously watch and i'm like you know books are nice Books are nice, and that's a good topic to talk about in a podcast. So that's Reading what we're gonna talk about. Books are good. That's a good topic. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. This is so reminding me. Okay. I'm sorry, I have a small that's tangent, good. but this is reminding me of like when I was in first grade. Our uh, teacher would always make us do like writing prompts, and like we could choose our writing prompt, but you had to write a paper about it. And I chose baked potatoes as my writing prompt. 
and I wrote like a whole paper about baked potatoes and I turned it in and she was like, I've never seen someone write so much about baked potatoes before. Like, I didn't know you could say so much. And I was like, she oh yeah. You just have a passion for the baked potatoes. <laughs> yeah, I was like, there's so much to say. And I feel the same I'm way good. about books. There's so much to say. So <laughs> There's enough to, there'll always be enough to say as long as you're passionate about the subject. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so let's, let's start by saying, um, Maybe like what our past reading habits were like or what our current reading habits are like. Like when you were in um, middle or elementary school, did you guys do um, like reading caps? We had those where you you would read a book and then you would take a quiz. Like I don't know what the program was, but you would take a quiz online. And if you got X amount of points, you would you would like rate them up and then you would get a hat. And then after X months, so after like 100 points, you get a hat. And then after 200 points, you would get a pin, and then people would, like, wear their hats to school, and it was, like... No. You would, like, flex with a hat and pins to be, like, I'm a reader, and I have all these points. Yeah, so we had that. Yeah, we had that. I know they always try to do, like, systems like that to help, like, kids kind of, like, be willing to read. We had something like that. We had, like, a Six Flags, because, you know, that's our amusement park. So, like, if you got... uh, I think it's, like, if you read 50 books before summer, you'd get, like... Six Flags oh, tickets yes. or something like yes, that. Yes, we had that too. Yeah, yeah and I would too. always do that. But my mom was also a teacher, mm-hmm. so all the leftover Six Flags tickets she got, she just we used them anyways. So it was kind of like oh, a sick. yeah. So it was like I already knew I was getting them, but when I was younger, I was still like ooh fifty bucks, and then I get a Six Flags mm-hmm. ticket. That's pretty cool. Oh wait. Yeah. So you so you did used to read a lot as a kid. Yeah, I my mom like I said was a teacher, so when I was younger she. I remember this is like the one like teacher thing she really did every night she would make me read I don't even know how long she would make me read but it was like every night we'd I'd read for a time frame and then I, I would hate it so much but then over time I would start reading and like I like actually liked it and then I'd just be reading on my own like reading out loud because that's how I'd be reading to her um and I would like look over at her and I'd see her like not paying attention or whatever so I would just start going on tangents being like and then they killed their whole families and then the hippopotamus like then this died and this crazy thing happened and she like wouldn't even like react and I'd be like did you hear that mom and she'd be like um yeah and I'd be like then what did I say and then like she wasn't even paying attention after time and so I just started reading on my own by that point like she didn't need to be like you know watching over me and then it got to the mm-hmm. point where I would like rereading so much that I was reading during class. And this was like in, this mm-hmm. is like fast forward to like middle school. I'd read in class and my teacher would like come and take my books. I'd have to get them revoked. And I'd be like, man, yeah. you guys, like it's school and I'm supposed to be able to read. Like, <laughs> what the heck? Yeah. And then I would read at home. She's a little avid. Yeah, I was like, I'm a reader. Like, what's wrong with that? <laughs> and I would read at home instead of watching TV like after school. And then once you, mm-hmm. I started getting, like, uh, required to read books, like, we got, like, those certain books we had to read in high school, and they were, like, To Kill a Mockingbird, and, like, I don't know, some people like those books, but I never yeah. liked the ones that they, like, made us read. It made me, like, stop liking reading, and then I never read on my own. I'd only just read the books that I had to read. Yeah, the school ones were kind of boring, depending on which ones you got assigned. They could be really boring. Like, you, I had to read... Um... Like the Lord of the Flies and like oh, but I like Lord of the Flies. It's not the one. Lord of Fly. The Lord of the Flies was good, but it was books like that. Like I can't remember the names of the other ones, but I remember we had some boring. Like I think it was in my AP lit class that we had to read books like that, and they were just so boring. I was like, I don't want to fucking exactly. Or like just the time like frame. Like maybe as I got older, I'd want to read them, but like when at that age, I just was not down to read them. I wasn't down. Mm And it's just like anything, like when you know you have to do something, you kind of grow like 
yeah, you're just like more apprehensive to do it because you have to do it. But I was the same way where I was like a very avid, avid reader as a kid, even in high school, like I, I used to read all the time. And then once I got to college, I didn't read as much because then you're already assigned, like I didn't read for fun a lot because you're already, you're already assigned like hundreds of pages worth of yeah. reading for every class. Like every class I took would require like between like if I had class like Monday, Wednesday, on Tuesday, I would have to read like 50 pages or something like that. And it just became a lot. So then I never read for fun because then I was already reading for class. And I was like, I don't want to fucking yeah. like, read for fun on reading top for of the, yeah. these boring pa- papers. Like painstakingly reading like 20 pages a day. I remember yeah. having to do that. And I'd be like, ugh. And they're, ac- and they're academic uh, pieces yeah. too. So they're not, they're interesting. They're interesting, but they're so much more dense. Yeah, they're not and, even trying to really be interesting. They're just trying to teach you yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. And so it's just, yeah, I definitely fell off on my reading habits when I got to college. Yeah. Like, I don't even think that I, I don't even think I finished, like, a whole book maybe when I was, maybe I finished, like, a few but not nearly to the amount that I used to read. And especially towards, I noticed, like, towards my junior and senior year, I was not reading that much yeah. at all. And, like, even now, like, do you think you read, like, or no? How do you think you are now? Yeah, no, I've been reading, I've been reading a lot. So I was thinking how last year, I'm pretty sure I only finished one book last mm-hmm. year. And I was like, that's trash. I need to start reading again. So my habit that I've been, or, like, my goal, whatever, that I've set for this year is to read a book a month. And I've done that so far. So I've read, I'm on my fifth book oh, right yay. now. So I've read, yeah, so I've read four full books this year, which is nice. I mean, that's three more books than I read last year. But I'm hoping to get to 12 and maybe even past 12 if I, like, finish early, you know? Yeah, no, I I think that's a good, like, goal. And I kind of made a goal like that, too, where I was like, ooh, I'm going to try to read, I think I was going to say, like, a book a week. I said a book a week, which is, I think, too ambitious for me, which is why I haven't fucking done it. (laughs) Like, I think I like a book a month better because then it's, like, actually obtainable. For me, like, I'm not, I, I don't always have time, which is not true, because I could read before bed and stuff like that, but I feel like... Reading before bed is hard, though, because then you get, whenever I try mm-hmm. to read before bed, I only read, like, three pages, and then I'm like, I'm Yeah, out, I'm done. same, same. I'm like, I don't want to do this at the end of the night, like, <laughs> it's dark, like, yeah. I'm, I'm reading in the dark right now, because I, because it's supposed to, like, help you go to sleep, you know? So I always try to do it, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I can barely see the words. Like, what's the point of this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. I guess I could use a night, like, a light or something and solve that problem. But, you know, just haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> wait, wait, are you saying you read in, like, that, with the lights off? <laughs> no. I read with my, like, LED strip lights on. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> could you imagine? Yeah, I'm, I like, you <laughs> I'm like, for some reason, I can't see. <laughs> I thought you were saying you were sitting there in the dark reading your book, and I was like, I mean, that probably makes sense why you can't fucking see. I'm like, yeah, it's supposed to be making me go to sleep so I can't turn on a single light. Yeah. (laughs) I have to be in the pitch dark. Okay, I would want someone to, like, (laughs) check me into the mental institution if that was my logic. Yeah. Hopefully your mother would recognize your being crazy. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I feel like, I feel you, though, with the trying to read more I'm also trying to read more but I've also learned over or not learned but like I was watching like a lot of I don't know I get like a lot of YouTube videos on my homepage that are about like books and reading and whatnot and I remember this like one I saw this guy was like um talking about how he tries to read like a certain amount of books um a month and like a year and that it doesn't always work for him so he's like been also doing like audible books alongside reading so that it's like because the goal is, like, just, like, you know, well, obviously reading benefits you, you know, actually reading and flipping the pages and whatnot. And we will be talking. Like, physically yeah, reading Yeah, we'll talk about. about that in a second, the benefits of reading. But, um, like, also just, like, getting the information is, like, the biggest goal for me. 
And so I was like, I've been trying to supplement, you know, use Audible and use actual books. And from that, I, I feel like I'm mm -hmm. doubling the amount. So like, I'll try to read one book and then equal that with like one book in Audible. And I feel like I learned so much through the ones I listened. Okay. So like, it's, I don't feel like the information's lost. I, it just doesn't feel as as like cool as like you know obviously reading I love I like I like the actual action of yeah. reading but I mean I yeah I mean me too but I do think audible is really helpful especially for people who have learning disabilities or for people who are reading disabilities I mean or people who are just busy like it is hard yeah. to read if you're like working a full-time job and you have kids and stuff it's hard to like find time to sit down and read so then it's kind of like a podcast where you just yeah. get to listen it's super helpful if like, you're experience like it driving or like cooking or like uh, cleaning. That's a lot mm -hmm. of times when I'll listen to audibles and I love them. So it sounds like we're about to do like a, yeah, um, think... an ad cause there's so many audible ads, but like, no, I actually like it. <laughs> no. Yeah. I've never used audible. I think that if I were to use it, I would probably use it for nonfiction books rather than fiction. Cause I think I, I read fiction a lot faster than I read mm -hmm. nonfiction. So I think I would use it for nonfiction yeah. more because oh I've been gosh. trying to with with my reading thing I've been trying to do where it's like for I read a fiction book and then a nonfiction so I switch so then I'm getting an equal amount of fiction and nonfiction. I like in. that because I I think at one point I was only doing nonfiction books, and it like mm -hmm. like I feel like that makes you like reading less because you're like dang I'm reading all these like only informational books and no like fun books, and so like I. Yeah, it's it is tiring. tiring, and I have to, like, watch myself on that, because I do gravitate towards nonfiction books over fiction, because I feel like it's harder to find a good, like, not harder, but, like, I just am still figuring out the genres I like, so it's harder for me sometimes, but I, this, that reminded me when you said that, like, when I was younger, I used to always, and I still do now, struggle with, um, do you know that TikTok, okay, I'm, maybe I'm, that TikTok where they're like, I just saw it today, they're like, um, it's that one where she's like, um, you know who I am, or like, you know what I am, and they're like, no, I don't, no, I don't, you haven't seen that one? I'm gonna have to I send don't it think to so. you. But I was just thinking that with, I could make a TikTok version of this with this, because I always forget the difference between nonfiction and fiction. Oh, really? <laughs> because nonfiction, I always think of not, tr um, not true. Yeah, and then oh, fiction, yeah. true. So it's like, why is nonfiction true? And fiction is not true. Like, it's just so confusing. Oh, God, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess I can be confusing. You should make a TikTok like that for me, and then maybe you'll go I viral. I like to, maybe I'll be like you. I think that I've found a lot of good book recommendations on TikTok. Like, I like book talk. There's some good... Um, Same. Have you been seeing the trend right now is, like, hot girl books or whatever. Like, books that hot girls no. read. Oh, I've seen a few TikToks like that. Cause it's oh, like, my God, you have to send me some. I'll send them to you. I save them. I save a lot of them because they'll just be... Because, um, you know, it's, like, hot girl summer. So then they'll be, like, hot yeah. girl books. And it'll just be different, a bunch of different books to read. And I'm like, okay, now I can Ooh. now I can make a little list of what I need to be... We should read a fiction book together that'd be fun yeah I'm about to finish a non-fiction book right now and then I'm starting a fiction book my goal is to okay. is to read um more authors of like um like diverse authors so like women of color or men of color because I've, I've noticed that this past year the four books that I have read are all by white authors so I'm like I need to switch this oh, shit wow. up like but only by accident because yeah. like, they were books that I was yeah the first one was um like one of a tiktok book that was by a, a white author. the first the first to were a TikTok book. Yeah, like it was it's called um Cersei. It's a TikTok book. Um like one of the recommendations, like a really popular one on oh, TikTok. I was like, is it about TikTok or what? <laughs> no, no, no. It's just one of the really popular ones on TikTok and that is by a white author and then Defining Decade was and then I read another book from TikTok 
that was white. And then Atomic Habits that I'm reading right now is also by a white dude. So I'm like, I need to be switching it up. I need to not mm-hmm. read as many white authors. Yeah. No, I feel that. It's th- I like the idea. Switching it up. I didn't even think about looking, thinking of who my authors are. And now I'm going to be thinking about that. It's just good to, good to keep it in mind, you know? Because I'm like... Yeah. Because, I mean, you're, I feel Let like me. when you write stories, too, you're writing through your own perspective. And... If you yeah. are, and that's littered in like what you're saying. There mm-hmm. was like a one one self help book which I've heard people like read and recommend. I know it's like a kind of popular book. Um, I can't remember the name of it, but this one YouTuber I follow. Oh my god, I've been talking about YouTube so much. I guess you can tell that I watch <laughs> YouTube more than I do YouTuber. Uh, TV. <laughs> but anyways, she was like a story, and she was like, like of this like portion of this book, and. Whatever the author was saying, you could just tell it was so, like, strongly through her own lens. And, like, she was, like, a white, like, woman. And she just, you could just tell it was, like, a, not a very diverse viewpoint. And, um, like, I feel like other people, like, would have read that and, like, you know, not even noticed as much. And I was like, oh, I'm so glad she pointed that out. Because, like, mm-hmm. I would have maybe tried to read that. Like, they were like, she was like, should I even continue reading this book? Like, is it even worth it? And, like, people were like, no, it's not. Like, yeah. at this point, like, the author is not well educated. Let's just move on. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just like... it's good to be able to notice that, you know? Yeah, for sure. And I mean, it's important, I think, that if you're writing stories, like, you can write a story about anybody's experience, but it's different to write about it if it's your own lived experience. So, like, I could write a story about a Black woman and, like, whatever, but it's not going to be the same thing as you having experienced that as your life. So then, like, I can only yeah. write it through such a perspective, and then, like, at that point, yeah. it's not even authentic because it's not an experience that I've lived. You know, and I just think... I mean, I do think that has like, weight and implications to stories, so I just think it's mm-hmm. better to try to diversify what you read, because then it's, like... Yeah. Even if it's, a, like, some you, random you ass different topic. Perspectives. Yeah. And I think that will lead into, like, our kind of our next point, because mm-hmm. that is one of the benefits of reading, um, and the fact that um, reading different authors will, like, let you know different people's perspectives. One of my um, benefits that I've noticed with reading is that... Um, it allows you to kind of have a better understanding of just people's, like, situations and have better empathy for different types of people. And I think, like, you know, reading a bunch of different types of authors, I almost said artists, <laughs> would, would help you have different perceptions on, or different perspectives on different types of people. Mm-hmm. Which is yeah, helpful. I have a point, um, or I have a statistic here that I got from an article um, on Mental Floss's website that said that in 2013, there were researchers at Harvard who were comparing people who read like maybe three or four different genres. So I think the genres were literary fiction, nonfiction, and popular fiction, which I think popular fiction, I'm not sure what the distinction between popular fiction and literary fiction is. I think popular fiction is maybe like mainstream books, like maybe like romance novels or something like that, whatever. And so they were doing tests to see the emotional competence of people who read from those different um, genres. And they found through five experiments that people who read literary fiction performed better on tasks like predicting how characters would act and identifying the emotions encoded in facial expressions. So what I get from that is that people who maybe read more fiction have um, a better understanding or maybe show have are shown to have higher levels of emotional intelligence because you're connecting with the characters, yeah. which is a thing that I learned in one of my classes. I took a um, like early medieval history class one year, and my professor was telling us that they think where human rights 
kind of started and emerged was from reading because once the printing press and novels became popularized, people were able to read about other experiences rather than like outside of their own. And it started to um, like impact like history and life because people were able to empathize before, like now rather than they could before. Because like in the 1400s, you, who mm-hmm. would have ever known what someone in like France was doing compared to someone in like yeah. Tunisia, whatever, you know? So then once exactly. like, there was a, the printing press became a thing, people were able to empathize and then it kind of started like human rights movements and stuff like that. Yeah, I believe that. Like, it's spreading information at, like, a rapid rate and, like, things that, mm-hmm. you know, describing things so well that, you know, you may have never experienced or felt. I feel like anyone who's read, like, fiction um, probably has experienced feeling like you're actually there in the situation and, like, actually can feel the person's emotions. And, like, mm-hmm. I've read books and I'm like, uh, what just oh, happened? Oh, yeah, I've read, I've read books yeah. my eyes out, like, for sure. Yeah. I think you just, like... Because most of, I feel like most of the time when you read fiction, it's usually through the character's eyes. Like, what is it, the third person or, like, the omnipresent observer or something like that? You know what I'm talking about? Um, um, I know what the third person is. I don't know. What omnipresent there's like, the, of, like multiple... There's, like, there's like it's, like, the, the omnipresent observer is, like, where it's not through, like... It's not, like, me, right, like, t- telling the story. So it's not, like, I saw Britney's face, blah, 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 blah. It's somebody saying, like, Tatiana saw Britney, whatever. Mm-hmm. Do you know, do you know yeah, what I'm talking about? So I person. think that, yeah, okay, yeah. So I think that, I guess that's, it's third person. Sorry, I haven't taken a class in a while. So no, it's okay, it's okay. I, I'm forgetting You could my... be right about the omnipresent person too, but I just don't know what that means. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't been in school for a year and a half, whatever. Okay, so I, but I think that most stories are written through somebody's perspective. So mm-hmm. then like you read their emotions and you go through and it's just like, it can be so heartbreaking, yeah. especially because most novels are long. So you've spent like a hundred plus pages reading. Exactly. This person's experience. Yeah, and then you know? when they get killed, off you're like what in the world um yeah comes out of nowhere yeah you're like whoa so okay that was those are some benefits of reading but we have a couple more so we want to talk about those um one another one i found is that reading will allow you to have a better quality brain power and improve your memory function because it's like it gives your brain a workout and this information is coming from oprah.com so you can decide how uh (laughs) i love oprah oprah gives the best book recommendations yeah oh yeah she does she does one of my books that i'm gonna recommend was on her website too which i was surprised and actually helped it get popular was it was on her show that's just a tangent because we're gonna talk about that later um but yeah so bruce brain power it all um frequent brain exercise is able to lower mental decline that happens naturally from old age by 32%, according to the Huffington mm-hmm. Post. So if you're, you know, getting older and you're keeping up reading, that's going to help you in the long run because you're giving your brain a mental workout. Yeah. Yeah, I have a similar um, statistic that was from a team at Yale, and they followed 3,600 adults that were over the age of 50 for 12 years. And they found that the people who reported reading books for 30 minutes a day live nearly two years longer wow. than people who read just magazines or newspapers. Wow. I wonder why that is. Yeah, they didn't go into detail, <laughs> unfortunately. I'm sure I could find yeah. it. But that's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. Just 30 minutes a day. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, extended your life by two years. I mean, but I guess it's 30 minutes a day for a novel, so yeah. you're finishing a book way more quickly I, than anything else. I wonder if but it has two to years, do, like, that's fucking nuts. I wonder if it has to do with, like, the relaxation it causes, because it's kind of, pro- it's probably, like, 
causing you less stress when you're reading and causing you to be like mindful mm-hmm. and present in your moment, which is good, like meditation vibes. Also, if you're yeah. being calm and relaxed, you're not bringing up your cortisol levels and you're not causing like extra stress, which would be extra strain on your heart. So I can see why like, you know, having that time to yourself. Oh yeah, I'm sure that's a big yeah. part because like, that is like a very physiological thing where it's like, like you're saying, it's reducing stress. And like, I mean, I do notice that when I read for a really long time, it kind of does become a meditative thing where you're just sitting there and you're just so entranced with your book that you almost like don't even know what time yeah. it is because you've been reading for so long. So I'm sure that has to have effects on your body because yeah. you're way less stressed exactly. and like worried. And, you Positive know? effects overall. I agree. And um, apparently, and I, I mean, if you have a kid, you're in your 20-somethings and you have a kid, <laughs> um, it's supposed to increase your test scores over time if you start reading at an early age. Um, and it's also supposed to help, you know, young people kind of like boost their intelligence as they get older, according to Stuart J. Ritchie, <laughs> his research article. So the, you're saying that if you if you start to read more frequently as a child it can boost your um intelligence into your adult yeah. age or your adult yeah. life? Okay. Yeah. So consistent reading early on can lead to more intelligence down the line, which I mean, I, I don't know how you you're... quantify intelligence in this situation. Like I'm not sure cuz I feel like that's a little I mean, um up in the air, but I guess they make <laughs> them take like IQ IQ tests, yeah. which I mean, who knows. I mean, I guess you would you would take an IQ test, but I don't even trust IQ tests sometimes. Yeah, same. I'm kind of just like... But, I mean, I guess they've quantified all of our intelligence to be like, oh, she's smart enough to go to the next grade, or she's dumb enough to... She needs to be held mm-hmm. back. I guess not dumb I mean, enough, yeah, but, like, reading is a, they're not in their right level. Yeah, I mean, reading is a big factor yeah. in that. Um, like, you, you, if you are reading below grade level, you... And by the end of the year, that, that can hold you back if you're not reading at your grade level. My mom's friend um, is a teacher. She's a kindergarten teacher, and she I think she is a kindergarten teacher in a very like low-income area and she says a lot of her students come in with low reading scores and like a lot of the time they have to hold people back because if you're supposed to be reading at the first grade level by the end of kindergarten and you're still reading at a kindergarten level you're not gonna do well it's just gonna because then you're just gonna have to spend more time catching up your reading level and then you're just gonna be behind yeah the rest of your education yeah, exactly and and reading is a very important like thing to kind of learn early on I feel like it's it's, it's like kind of like writing and speaking, reading, writing, speaking. I feel like those are, I mean, cause like you can do, I mean, I guess you need math too, but like, I feel like reading, writing and speaking, I mean, yeah. you talk, maybe not writing, reading and speaking, I feel like would be like super important to just kind of have right off the bat. Yeah, I mean, I think even writing, too, I mean, when you think about it, like, for college, if people want to go to college, like, a lot of the time people struggle with the transition between high school and college because they don't teach us how to write correctly. So then you write papers and you don't do well because they don't teach us. And even if you're not going to school, if you want to get some type of a job, you're going to need to learn how to communicate. If you want to own your own business, if you want to work in an office, whatever it is, you're going to need to be able to write and communicate with people. And if you don't know how to do that, yeah. like, I think that's just as important as reading. And yeah, speaking. no, I agree. I don't know why I was trying to like make the, separate those because I'm like, math is important. Like science is important. History is important. They're all important mm-hmm. in their own rights. Who am I to quantify They're all them? Important, but I think, I think that like reading, writing and speaking are like the the ones that you probably would use most yeah. often like that all of us would use more often than maybe science yeah. and math yeah no I agree okay so another one that I have is that flipping pages instead of using ebooks um helps provide your brain with some context which can lead to a deeper understanding and better comprehension of the subject overall which I thought was an interesting fact oh interesting yeah. um and this is according to Wired 
but I thought that was interesting because I didn't really think there was going to be that much actual difference between ebooks and flipping pages. <laughs> but I can mm -hmm. see why because they said, I read a little bit into the article and like they said when you're scrolling, it's like a distract distraction a little bit more than like when you're actually mm -hmm. just picking up a page and flipping. It's more like manual and easy to do. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. That's interesting because I do think that because I have um, a Kindle and I don't use it as frequently as I do like physical books and I don't know I don't ever know why because it's technically the same thing like I'm still reading but for some reason like I just like having a physical book so much better than re reading an ebook or listening to an audiobook same. I, 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 I feel the same way it's I think it's only the only time I don't like having a physical book is if it's like a topic that I want to know but it's like just I can't bring myself to like focus on the page long enough to actually read it usually nonfiction books that mm -hmm. I'm like all right I I just want to listen to this. I don't want to. I want to listen to it like a podcast. Yeah. Oh, Fiction yeah. Books I can always. That's read, interesting like, because I, yeah, that's interesting because I kind of feel the opposite where it's something nonfiction or it's like a topic that I want to retain the information. I need it to physically be there because I'm very much an annotator and I like highlight. I like to highlight and I feel like that's it. Just helps me connect to the reading more and you can't do that yeah. with ebooks. So I, maybe that's one reason why I don't because you. I mean, I guess you can like Kindles. You can technically highlight. Like you can go yeah. in and like highlight it yourself and it saves it but I don't know it's just not yeah the same no, for me. I don't think that's I, I think that I agree with that um if you're trying to be an annotator because like I don't really care that much about annotating so that makes sense we're just different types of readers oh my god I know isn't that crazy how there can be different types of readers too like there's it's at the end of the day it doesn't really matter how you do it it's we're still going to retain all the same information but it's crazy how people just have preferences yeah. for reading like I like physical books somebody might like ebooks yeah. or audiobooks it's interesting and even like it's the same information but just different different ways yeah to even get like it. genres because i know like on tiktok on book talk um i've seen some people be like when someone asks um what type of books i like to read i always have to lie because these are the types and it'll be like yeah like oh, oh really? like stuff like that and i'm like oh my gosh like i didn't even think about that if someone asked me what types of books i like to read i'd be like uh i don't know <laughs> I don't think, yeah, I don't really think I have a, a type of book. It's the same with music. Like, I don't really have a type of genre that I like. I just like specific things. I think maybe one genre that I don't really like is, like, I don't really like romance novels, but, like, the very stereotypical ones. Or I don't really like sci-fi that much because I took a literature class in college, and it was, um, it was, sci it was like, a science fiction and it was cool because it was the intersection of science fiction and um, the black experience. So it was like, it was called mm -hmm. the black diaspora in science fiction. So we write a bunch of science fiction by black authors, which was really cool. But I just didn't, I just couldn't get attached to the science fiction part of it. I don't know. I just don't like, Yeah. I don't really have, I don't even I don't really ever... like science fiction movies either. So it's, I, maybe it's just, I don't, I don't have the brain for yeah. it. I like science fiction movies, so maybe I would like it, but I don't think I've ever read a science fiction book. Yeah, I just, I don't um, know if it was, like, what it was, but it's just, because we had to read them, like, the whole year, and just, there I, I wouldn't yeah. read them, but they, it was kind of difficult to get through them. I think maybe that's the only one that I don't really, yeah, I don't really like. Like as much. Yeah, but everything else I yeah. like. Yeah, I don't think I have any genres like that that I know I don't like, but I also think I need to try more genres, because I definitely do gravitate towards um well when I was younger I used to gravitate towards like high school type vibe books like that talk about oh the yeah high school like I used to love the click book series have you ever heard of that yes yes yeah, so I used to or like the that. perks of being a wallflower, wallflower yeah like, star girl like stuff like that oh my gosh I used to be obsessed 
Um, so now that I'm older, I'm like, I need to <laughs> find some fiction books that make sense for people my age to read. <laughs> yeah, I mean, fiction can get kind of harder um, once you get older, because then you're like, because yeah. it's like that, where it's like, you're so used to reading like teen romance. It's like, yeah. what are you about now? Oh my yeah, god, literally. I just got, I literally just got nostalgia for the Scholastic Book Fair in elementary school. Did you have um, Yes, oh my gosh, they were iconic iconic oh my god it was always the best days when you would leave class and you would go look at books and yeah they'd be all flashy my my mom would only give me the exact amount i needed for the book i wanted yeah more and the people would buy posters and like all this other crazy shit people would ball out there and i'd be like um can i get this book mom please but yeah do you want to say like another last fact yeah this is kind of a random thing that i found um but it was interesting. So this is from Time. But there's something called, I guess it's like a very niche profession, mm-hmm. but it's called a, bibli- a bibliotherapist, which Ooh. is someone who, um, they're not like an accredited therapist, but they act as a therapist. And you would go to this person and you tell them your problems, like to kind of talk to them like you would a normal therapist. And then they recommend you books that align with what you're going through. What? So like if you're having That's like- so cool. Yeah, so if you're having, like, uh, a very specific, like, I don't know, like, career issue, they would listen to you, and then they would recommend a book where, I guess, the character is going through something similar, and then, um, I guess, that person reads it and, um... Feels better about themselves, yeah. Yeah, like, they connect to the story, and it helps them. I don't know, but isn't that crazy? That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I'd never heard of that, but I feel like I would try it. I'd be like, yep, this is my sitch. What, who's yeah. like me, someone, I would try it. My, like, my I would too, I know, it yeah. kind of seems interesting. Especially, I guess you would, to be a bibliotherapist, you would have to have read a, a very wide amount of books. Because yeah, that is, and know like, them detail, the details, like at the palm of your hands. That, yeah, like, that's why like librarians and stuff always interested me, because I'm just like, damn, you've read so many books like to know yeah. and give recommendations. It's, yeah. And the people who work at Barnes and Nobles too, I'm like, you must have read most of these books. Yeah, exactly, which is insane. I think that's so cool. Like that's a um, like uh, that's a like bragging trait. Like I'd be like, okay, like look at you, like with all <laughs> yeah, your right. books you read. I'd be like, hmm. Exactly. I would have. I would flex. God complex for books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would have that shit. I mean, if you yeah. got all those books, you could pull out any information you want. Yeah, that's another TikTok I saw. This guy was like, um, me with my God complex because I read. I'm reading a book, like for thirty minutes while others are probably on social media or something. That is an interesting part of it, though. I do feel like people who read a lot do have God complexes because then it's like, do you think you're better than people because you read and people yeah. like are on their phones or whatever? Yeah, I think there are definitely those people out there that do are like, you're on your phone. And me, I read every day. Me, I have a whole library in my house. house. And have I read all of these? No. no. I feel like that's another thing. People have libraries. And I'm like, did you actually read all these? Yeah, did Probably you read not. all these books? Yeah. But I think we've talked a lot about our, uh, our, our tips and our, not our tips. Our, um, the our, facts that we found. Our background facts, but we have some books also that we personally all like. And yeah. um, do you want to go first with your first one? These are just books sure. that like we kind of have read or that we have totally read and that we like a lot. Yeah, these are. I think we both came up with three books that we would recommend and like books that we've read recently that we've liked. Should I say all three or um, I say one, then you say one? Do you care? Um, let's do you say one, I say one. Okay. So my first one, I think, is maybe my favorite book of all time. 
It's okay. called A Thousand Splendid Sons by Khalid Husseini. And if you've ever read The Kite Runner, that's one of his other books. I think that's his most famous book. But um, it's a, I'll read just a little bit of the description. And it says, A Thousand Splendid Sons is a, a breathtaking story set against the, vi- uh, the volatile events of Afghanistan's last 30 years, from the Soviet invasion to the reign of the Taliban to post-Taliban rebuilding. That puts the violence, fear, hope, and faith of this country in intimate human terms. It is, t- it is a tale of two generations of characters brought jarringly together by the tragic sweep of war, where personal lives, the struggle to survive, raise a family, find happiness, are inextricable, inextricable, I think that's the word, from the history playing out around them. So basically, it's like two women are um, in Afghanistan during the 30 years. So it's like a very intense time in Afghanistan. The country is changing a lot. And it's just about their bond because I can't give away too much because it's mm. kind of one of those books where it's like, if you say too much and it kind of ruins it. Oh, okay. But it's really, really, really good. I reread it like maybe three or four times. Oh, wow. And it's just, I don't know. It's just such a like interesting story. I don't think ever like I've ever read a book like it since. So mm. I think that's, I think whenever people ask me to recommend a book, that's always a book that I go to. Well, hmm, I have to add that on my book list. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It sounds, like uh, it. it sounds like it would be, like, kind of sad. It, yeah, there's parts of it that are really sad, but then there's parts of it that um, are just, I don't know. He, just the way he writes is really, really amazing. And I just, I love his writing style. And just the story itself is really heartwarming and intense. But yeah, I definitely recommend 10 out of 10. Okay. All right. I'll try my first one. Okay, so my first one is The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruz with Jeanette Mills. And this book, I'll read the little blurb about it. It offers a code of conduct based on ancient ancient Toltec wisdom that advocates freedom from self-limiting beliefs that may cause suffering and limitations in a person's life. So this book basically talks, is like kind of like a self-help book and like a guide towards just living your best life essentially and it's kind of like a spiritual book to me in my perception it talks about four specific agreements and those four agreements i did have pulled up but now i don't see them one thing that i that like really stuck out to me when i read this book that they said in one of the themes of the book is that humans and our animals that endure the most suffering uh it was basically talking about how humans are like one of the only animals that look like constantly like can replay like past situations in their head and like think about past things that they've done and like uh kind of just sit with that whereas other animals you know when something happens they kind of move on and there's there's Mm -hmm. no looking back they just keep moving forward and they kind of talk about how that's beneficial more beneficial than constantly like focusing on the past focusing on the past things that you did wrong or that you're guilty of or that you wish you did differently or the past times when you were happier or whatever that was just like one of the things that I pulled out of it there's so many like little lessons that after I read this book I was just like oh my gosh like so true and like I constantly would tell myself them after I read the book and I I remember so distinctly when I read the final pages of the book I was at the park and I read it, and I can't remember exactly what it said, but it, whatever it said at the end was so, like, touching that, like, I started crying, and it was at the park, oh, really? and I looked up, and there was, like, oh, there was no one at the park, and all the trees were, like, flourishing, and it was, like, I guess springtime or... Was it a very, time. like, magical moment? Yeah, it was just, like, a very magical moment, and the end of the book is so, like, beautiful, and I talked to my sister about it, because she's the one that recommended me, and she said she cried at the end, too, 
and oh yeah like it's just it's a really beautifully and like well done book so if you're in a rut if you're struggling I definitely recommend reading that book because that was me when I read it it was after my breakup and uh yeah in general it's a good book to read just for a different frame of mind Mm -hmm. I've had that book recommended to me and I have uh, I don't have it with me but at my mom's house I have it and I would say that it's a short book so it's a quick read yeah. and everyone that's recommended it has said it's really really good yeah. so yeah I, I want to read it it's definitely on my list <laughs> yes but what about you okay. what's your next one my my next one is a non-fiction and it's called The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks mm -hmm. by Rebecca Skloot it's a interesting last name <laughs> it's a book that I had to read for my AP Lit class, okay. and it's a science nonfiction. It's cool because she writes through. Um, it's like a science nonfiction, but it does. It's not too scientific. Like it's very easy for anyone to understand, and it's about um, Henrietta Lacks, who was a poor tobacco farmer who worked on the same farm that her slave ancestors worked on, and she unfortunately had cervical cancer. And when she went to the doctor, they um, took her, they did a swab of her cervix and they kept her cells without asking her. And it ended up being that her cells were immortal. So they live on in culture. They don't die because what used to happen was that you would take the cells out and you would put them in a, in a Petri dish and they would die. But hers um, are immortal and they have, they're still around today. And she died, but her cells are alive. And her cells, which are called HeLa cells, were vital for developing the polio vaccine. They uncovered secrets of cancer, viruses, and the atom bomb's effects and helped lead to important advances like in vitro fertilization, cloning, and gene mapping. Wow. So her cells were were, um, were um, important to all of those things, but her family never received compensation. Wow. And she never knew that her cells were taken. And I guess when um, scientists like just like found out that her cells were immortal they went back to her family and her family there she's a black woman by the way her family was very poor and the scientist um went to her husband and children and um they didn't get any consent to do anything to them and they like took their cells and like made a multi-million dollar industry off of this woman's um like biology her, yeah and then, the only immortal ones I don't know. I, have, I haven't read the book in a really long time, but I don't know, for some reason, because they're cancer cells. They're not normal oh, cells. Okay. So, like, her cancer cells, they don't ever die. They just keep... Um, oh, multiplying? They just, like, keep growing. Yeah, so they, they use it all the time. Like, I mean, I'm sure they use it even today. I wouldn't be surprised if they were somehow involved Jeez, in the COVID that's insane. Vaccine. I want to read that. that. That actually sounds really interesting. It's really good. Because it's really I'm like, good. like, what the heck? I didn't know if cells could be immortal. Yeah, and I didn't think I would like it at first because I, I mean, I was probably like 16 or 17 when I read it and I was like, I, I had never really read nonfiction like that, but it was so good. And I think they made it into a movie. I think Oprah's in the movie, Yeah, actually. I feel like that could be a movie. Um, mm, but yeah, really good. That sounds good. Definitely going to add that to my list as well. Okay. <laughs> so my second one is Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robbery Letcher. It might be Robert Letcher because I don't think it's Robbery. Um... But basically, Robert. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure his name is Robert. <laughs> I think it's Robert. <laughs> I guess it just auto-corrected to Robert. I don't know why. <laughs> um, but okay, an overview for this one is it advocates the importance of financial literacy, in parentheses, financial education, financial independence, and building wealth through investing in assets, real estate, investing, and starting your own business, as well as increasing one's financial intelligence. AKA your financial EQ. 
IQ, sorry. EQ is emotional intelligence. Um, <laughs> but basically, the, the way that the book is styled is it's written in as like a set of parables um, based on Robert's life. So like he, the whole premise of the book and the reason it's called Rich Dad, Poor Dad is as a kid, I mean, throughout his whole life, he had um, a dad and his dad was considered the poor dad. Um, his dad had a, you know, a, he was, he wasn't well off, but he had a job. He was like, I think he was a teacher, um, like a pretty like well nine to five job. You know, he wasn't struggling with money or anything, but then he had his friend's dad that he got close with and that was his rich dad because this dad though he did not start off rich he was more in the entrepreneurial mindset of like kind of building money himself trying a bunch of different things and seeing what works and just constantly trying to find ways um to make money and not necessarily just settling for the um like i don't know easiest path i guess um i don't know if that's even the right word for it but basically he just kind of compared the lives of these two dads and saw how, you know, kind of focusing on financial literacy and all the different ways that you can finance yourself, you know, besides just a nine to five kind of was more valuable to him. And for me, that was the first time that I ever really considered my own financial literacy and like what it meant for me to be financially intelligent. And I realized that I didn't, I wasn't really financially intelligent at all. I don't, I don't really know. I mean, I do know more now, but even now, like I still am learning a bunch. And I read this book probably like a year, like a year ago in January. And I remember it was revolutionary for me. I was like, oh my gosh, I want to be financially intelligent. Like I want to like figure out, you know, this aspect of my life that's like kind of, is like very important because otherwise I'm like on the streets mm -hmm. and I'm homeless. Um, so it's like important to kind of know these ways of building wealth and maintaining wealth and, you know, being smart about your money and budgeting and all these things like written out just... I don't know. It was kind of like, uh, you know how they say, like, the 1% knows all these secrets and stuff like that. I felt like yeah. it was, like, kind of something like that, where it's, like, these are the things that, like, they don't really talk about as much. Yeah, I mean, I think financial literacy books are really important because they don't really teach you that in school. Like, unless you take a class for it, they don't teach mm -hmm. you that. And I know, I've never read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, but I know that it teaches you, at least from what I've heard from other people who've read it, is that it teaches you, like, those type of secrets where how you like build wealth rather than just like getting rich like quick or whatever it's like how like little steps that anybody can take to build yeah, wealth over time so which is valuable that's really important i i haven't really i haven't really read financial literacy books but i definitely yeah that's the only one i've read so far so i feel like yeah i need to read more because i do know i do know like certain things but i could i could know so much yeah. more if i just like took the time to read them but the only bad thing I think about financial literacies. I just get so bored, but I know it's so yeah. important and I need to This one was them. good, though, because it he says it in, like, the form of stories, a bunch of stories, so it's, like, entertaining. There's, oh, okay. like, you know, like, it's, like, a whole setting, whereas, like, other ones might just straight up mm -hmm. just tell you, like, you need to do this, you need, like, I'm listening to one on Audible about books, uh, about stocks right now, and I'm, like, uh, because he's just, like, kind of just talking on and on. But I'm like, this one was interesting because it's like stories and you're like, ooh, this is what happened when you were five and this is what happened when you were ten. Yeah. So I definitely recommend oh, okay. it. I think you'd like it. Okay. okay. So my last book is, I mentioned it earlier in this episode, but it's called Circe by Madeline Miller. And I have read one of her other books and it she writes about um, Greek mythology and she does retellings of Greek mythology. Mm -hmm. And her first one, you might have heard, her first one is the story, the Song of Achilles, and that one's like super popular on Book Talk. And this one song, is the way the what of Achilles? The Song of Achilles. I actually have it right here. I'll show you. 
Okay. This one is super popular. Ooh. Uh, this one. Okay. It's cute. Kind of dusty. It's got a cool <laughs> metal cover for um, the people listening. It's like yeah. a blue book with a uh, with medieval. A, yeah, like a shield on it, kind of like a face shield. Yeah, and a medieval so, shield head only. Yeah, so this one, I when I read this not one, shield, I cried. That's a helmet. That's not a shield. Yeah, helmet, helmet. Yes, that's what I meant. <laughs> when I read this one, I cried at the end. It was so good. So then uh-huh. I didn't know that she had a second book, and then when I found out, I got it. And this one is about a, um, it's a Greek goddess who is condemned to live alone on an island. And she can't leave the island, but she is a crucial part in certain um like greek heroes lives like the the biggest one in the book is um odysseus who i'm pretty sure everyone in school has read the odyssey yeah and so it's just really interesting because it's just a retelling through her perspective and um yeah she just writes like so beautifully like just the way she writes is really amazing and it's cool to see the female perspective because the song of achilles is all the male perspective and the female is cool because it is ancient Greece, and so women don't really have, like, even a goddess, like, doesn't have the same, say, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, the same rights and, like, the same whatever. So it was super good. Um, this one, I didn't cry, but I really liked it. It was really good. Oh, um, wow. But, yeah, I definitely recommend that one. It's nice. It's quick. Um, it's interesting to see the Greek mythology that we learned in school uh, retold and kind of made almost easier because you can like understand the characters and stuff like that but yeah yeah oh, okay I always like <laughs> the like Greek mythology stuff in school so I feel like I would like a book like that anyways and yeah, especially good. from a female's perspective that sounds like an interesting little twist yeah it's really good and it's a quick read because she just writes so beautifully that it's just like you just can't put it down so it's easy to get through it what's your last the... book girly um, my third one, my last and final one, is We Are Liars by E. Lockhart. Have you heard of this book? I saw you with it, but I and I've heard about it, but I have no idea what it's about. Like, I've heard the okay. name. Yeah. It's it's so random, because I found this book. Like, I remember just walking to Barnes Noble, and I was like, mm, I'll get that one. And I just bought the book. I didn't really read too much into it. I probably read the back cover, and I was like, hopefully I like it. And I ended up loving it. This book is so good. It's it's such a plot twist book like I love a good plot twist and I didn't expect the plot twist the whole time I was reading it until the end and even when I read the end I was like what the heck just happened like it's one of those books where like you figure out what's going on you're like what the fuck and like when you read the end you're like like speechless like it's one of those books that leaves you speechless and basically I'll read the overview for this but we Are Liars focuses on the themes of self-acceptance, family morals, and the possibly deadly consequences of one's life's mistakes. It's center on, centered on the wealthy, seemingly perfect Sinclair family, who spends every summer gathered at their private island. Except not every summer is the same when something happens to Candace during her, the summer of her 15th year. The four liars reemerge two years later to prompt Candace to remember the incident. I feel like I said that weird. But basically, long story short, <laughs> long story short, there's a girl named Candace, and she is, like, from this, like, well-off family of, like, it seems like, you know, the stereotypical, like, bougie, like, family with their own private island and yacht, because how, how often do you have your own private island, you know? So they're, like, real well-off, and every summer they go to visit their grandpa at this well-off island, and they 
have these like people that they call liars which is like their cousins it's like four cousins and they hang out every summer and they're like the liars are back together and they do that and then just some drama unfolds from every time hanging out every time meeting up and it's kind of cool because i like hearing like when the good times were happening and then things start twisting and it's very oh, i don't know yeah it's just it's a really good book i've seen people on tiktok talk about it a lot too yeah i've seen it on and tiktok yeah it's stuff i think anyone would like it it's crazy i love when books have like a super different twist because you know when like in movies you can i don't know i just think there's such a difference like when you see a twist in a movie and then when you read a twist in a book you're kind of just like what the fuck Whoa. but i i might yeah. add that one to my list too because i've heard a lot of good things about it and i've seen it yeah. on book i have that book so you can you can borrow it from me i definitely oh, think you would love this book it's so good i read it so fast too because i was like oh my gosh what's going on <laughs> oh hell yeah <laughs> yeah but that is all of our books i think that we have for recommendations i hope you guys yeah. appreciated or liked that uh these book recommendations and let us know if you guys end up reading any we also have books recommended on our instagram don't we yeah so if you click our link tree you'll see um a link that says book recommendations and it takes you to an amazon i guess like wish list or something like that and it has a bunch of books that we've already recommended on it and we can add more and if you guys give us like, any recommendations and we read them, we'll add them onto there. But yeah, you can see anything. And we'll add these too, because I don't think we have some of these added, but we'll add them. Yeah. And that'd be cool if like, as time went on, if we did have like more, if we had like a little side book club or something with the podcast. Yeah, that'd be, so that'd be cool. sick. Yeah, I always wanted to do a book club. I've done like a few book clubs with just like me and my mom and my brother. And it's always fun. It's like they never really fully work out because my mom's a slow reader. My brother's a fast reader and I'm kind of in the middle. So then we all finish the books at different times. But it's nice to like all read a book at the same time and talk about it. Yeah, and talk about it. That's the best part is being like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. I can't believe this happened. (laughs) Oh, my God. The the other person hasn't read it yet. You're like, we can't talk about it yet. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But yeah, we should we should totally do that. If we could get a little book club started, I'd be so down for that. Yeah, that'd be so fun. But now that we've talked about, you know, our past, our current reading habits, what do you think are your future reading habits and your future reading trends? Any future books you're looking into or just like, what do you think? Um, yeah, so like I said, I have that um, plan to read a book a month and I'm hoping by next year, if I can like, if I can keep it up and keep going, that I can maybe change it to two books a month. Um, I have to just be a little bit more consistent with my reading because sometimes I do really well, like I said, with uh, fiction books, but when I get to nonfiction, I kind of slack off a little bit, but, um, I would hope to add, to add another book so I can read two books a month. I think in the future I have, um, a few books that I'm wanting to read, a few memoirs actually. I haven't read a memoir in forever, but I think the one I really want to read is uh, Know My Name, which is a memoir by Chanel Miller, who was the victim of Brock Turner. Um, if you know that case, she wrote a memoir, so I really oh. wanted that. Oh. But yeah, it's just continuing my little trend, maybe adding more like science books. I haven't read any, like other than The, he- the Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks, I haven't read any like science nonfiction in a while. So I think I yeah. just want to basically like diversify the types of books that I'm reading because... I've been reading a lot of self-help and not and fiction books, so I kind of want to go more towards like memoirs and science and stuff like that. Oh, I second that. I second that. I've been and reading about a lot of self. You? I've been reading a lot of self-help books for sure, and I I agree. I want to move on to diversify my books. 
that's why like one book I wanted to read in the future was that I already have and I I read a little bit of it but I just haven't like been able to like focus on it long term which I need to just like sit myself down and be like read it now the elegant universe which is a super interesting book it's um kind of just like the story of like the smaller particles of the universe which is nice and then I also want to read the defining decade that's one you read did mm-hmm. you like it yeah I really like the defining decade that's a good okay, self-help good. I've read like half of it um and then I also want to read just more like in my major especially because I just feel like I'm out of touch so a lot mm-hmm. of computer science-based books I'll probably be reading in the future some machine learning books and I just want to like I don't know step up my computer science game in general so those are kind of what I'm looking towards and then also in fiction world I want to read like books that kind of like take me away like a fantasy like woodsy foresty forest fairy vibe type books and yeah. I don't know what books those are but I guess I'll have to figure I mean they it have out. fantasy they have fantasy books like that where it's yeah. like all like other worlds or like forest nymphs shit like that um, yeah that's why I feel I'm like sure that'd be entertaining to me. And find them. <laughs> yep, I will. I will find them. But yeah, I, I definitely agree with you also with wanting to read more and up my intake. I don't know. I feel like I just want to, I want to make it like a daily routine where I like read a little bit a day, but I feel like I always say that. And then when the time comes, I'm like, I could read yeah, or I could do hard. this. <laughs> I try to I try to get myself to read either for thirty minutes a day or if not at least ten pages a day. Yeah. Which like can seem like it take it'll take a while, but it's better than nothing because there will be days where I don't read at all for like multiple days in a row. Yeah. And then I'm like, damn, I'm just not read this book anymore because I've yeah. done that. Like I've started books and just have not finished them, and then I look at them on my bookshelf and I'm like, I'm oh, a piece of shit. I didn't yeah. Even finish that book. Did not even finish it. I feel that a lot of books too because I'm like. There is one, um, I don't know who said this quote, but um, they were just like, there's too many books in the world to read a book um, that you don't like, like, through, throughout. So then when, after I heard that, I was, like, basically, like, you know, if you don't like the book, like, move on, find another book. Until you find, like, one that you like, don't waste your time reading books you don't like. Yeah. And I was like, that's true. So then if I ever read a book, I'm like, "Mm, I don't like this book. I'm like, what's the point of me even reading it anymore? But I'm like, I just spent $15, $20 on the book, so I have to read it. Those books, I'm like, I have to read this. (laughs) No, that's what I do, too. I'm like, because I usually don't. I think that is a good quote because, I mean, no, there's nothing holding me to having to finish a book. If I don't like it, I don't have to fucking finish it. But then I think about how I was like, I spent $17 on this. Yeah. Like, I need to read it. Yeah. And then I don't. I still won't. I try to force myself. The last time I was in San Diego, I bought a book. I cannot remember. I bought the book. Like, I bought a book after I finished this one. And I was, like, so pumped after after the song of Achilles. And I was like, oh, my God. I want to read, like, another really good book. And I purely bought this book based on the cover, which obviously don't judge a book by its cover. But the yeah. cover was super cool. So I was like, oh, the book That's, is like, really the only cool. time way you can judge it sometimes. And that's how I mainly yeah. judge it. Jump, jump, too. Yeah. I'm like, if it has a cool cover, I'm just going to assume that it's a good book. <laughs> if you have a, if it has a cool cover, it's going to pull you in. I mean, that's a whole marketing thing. Yeah. Like, you want your book to have a cool cover because that's how you pull people in. And this one had a cool cover, but the sh- story was kind of shitty. Like, oh, I wow. just could not get through it. So I just stopped reading it because I'm just like, I can't. I cannot force myself to finish it. Like, yeah. I was just not connecting to the story at all. And it's better to do that than, like, waste your time, you know. Time is precious. Don't yeah. waste your hours on books you don't even like. Exactly. <sighs> and that's why I need to get back into the library so that I can just have, like, books that we don't have to pay for, you know. And just, you don't like it, I know. You return it. I know. I went to the library to print something out, and apparently I have a $19 charge on my library card. Why I'm did like, you keep a book I don't need, I could, 
I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. And I don't remember when the last time I went to the library was. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I bet you it's my fucking brother. I bet you it's my brother who was like, we went together. He was like, let me borrow this. Let me use your library card for this book. And then he probably lost it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, probably. Because it sounds like a whole book price. Guarantee. <laughs> I guarantee. Sounds like a price of a whole no book. <laughs> Yeah, no. Exactly. I'm like, damn, bro, what the hell? Yeah. I gotta pay $20 yeah. to... I, didn't, I haven't paid it off yet, but I was like, damn, dude, what? I'm, sh- I'm sure I have some charges on my library card, because I have, like, two library cards that are out there that I just, like... I don't know. I'm pretty sure I still have some of their books, so... That's kind of fucked up, I feel like. People are probably like, <laughs> people they use buy these books and you don't return them, you assholes. <laughs> It's not. I know, but sometimes you just lose yeah. them. It's hard to keep track. Especially when you're younger, too. It's hard to keep track. Yeah, it is harder to keep track. Uh, but I did go to the library not too long ago, and I think I did return all my books. So hopefully I did. Look at Yeah, and if not, I'll pay. You know, I'll pay them back. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm going to pay you back. Library. Oh, wait, I'm going to boot that part Pay that back. Part bleep, bleep, library. We'll pay you back. I'm going to pay you back, <laughs> library in Georgia. I promise. I promise. Both of us, we're both going to pay our library debts back. <laughs> but I think that re- that's the end of our episode for today. We don't have any questions of the week I for today. So. And this is pretty lengthy. No, nope, no questions yet. Yeah, no questions. I mean, have we even checked? Yeah, I've checked. We haven't had any questions. Oh, okay. Yet. <laughs> I feel like we're not advertising them well enough. We'll, we're going to have to try some new marketing techniques for our questions. We will. <laughs> and hopefully. I know. We do need to try some. Yeah. But I want some questions. So send us some goddamn questions. I want to answer. Questions. The day will come. I have faith. I'm manifesting it. It might take a while. <laughs> Me too. I'm going to manifest yes. it. I'm going to write it in my manifestation journal. Same. And I'm going to be We're going to script it. I am receiving questions. questions comments, and concerns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. But thank you guys for listening to this week's episode. We really appreciate you tuning in. We hope you enjoyed this book series, this book discussion. Feel free to DM us with some book recommendations if you have them. I think that's it. Um, if you have any recommendations for us, send them to us on Instagram. We will check them out. Maybe we can do another book series in a few months or something, like update on the books that we've read. Or I don't know. We can turn it into something if that's what people are interested in. But other than that, I think that's it. Yep. We'll see you guys in our yeah, next well. episode. Woohoo! Okay, bye! bye.